Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. I'm free, but I'm focused. I'm green, but I'm wise. I'm hard, but I'm friendly, baby. I'm sad, but I'm laughing. I'm brave, but I'm chicken shit. I'm sick, but I'm pretty, baby. And what it all boils down to is that no one's got it all figured out just yet. Cause I've got one hand in my pocket and the other one is playing the piano. And what it all boils down to, my friends, yeah. Is that everything is just fine, fine, fine. Cause I got one hand in my pocket and the other one is hailing a taxi cab. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 105 of Adventures in Autism. I'm sitting here with my lovely co-host, my sometimes regular co-host, my sister, Melissa Mitchell. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being here in my room. Yes, we're we're back in Melissa's room. We've got yes. the the salt lamp. We've got this lovely Ugh, candle. This candle. It smells like the Avatar ride at Disney World. She's Thank not you, kidding. Ashley. Well, you've never been, so you don't know. No, but I'm saying like you're. That sounds like you're making it up. No, this candle <laughs> is designed to smell like the ride. Um, Flight of Passage at Disney World Animal Kingdom, which if you've never gone, make it a priority. It is incredible. She's obsessed with that ride. I'm obsessed with that ride. Um, it does smell very nice, but it's one of those like wood wick candles. So if you hear some flickerings, that's what it is. We also have the window open. There's like some crickets. It's very just zen in here. It's an early fall (laughs) evening. Yes, it's it's definitely a fall around here. The suburbs of Chicago. Um, we hope you enjoyed that song. The, I mean. We're sure you do. Is there anything else to say about Alanis Morissette? Jenny no, remember how she was supposed to be on tour this no, summer? No, I know. It's like, maybe that's why it came to my head. Um, we had a couple people give suggestions, but they just like, I don't know. It just, that just felt right to me. Yeah. With everything going on. We don't really prepare these things. No, we really don't. Um, I think Megan okay. prepare. you know, she prepares more for her interviews with people who Other aren't people. her relatives that's true <laughs> so this is just very off but off. here we are here we, we meant are. to do an episode together a little while back um melissa just finished her treatment and we meant to do one like kind of updating somewhere in between with treatment um but you know yeah i don't even know what we talked about you know like the I last time know. you were on mm-hmm. you hadn't even started yet yeah 
That was a long time ago. I know. I, I started like July this. 22nd. And what is it now? September 8th? 8th, yes. So what's uh-huh. that? Two months? Almost two months? Well, I mean, yeah. It was like a... More than two months. Um, I don't know. I don't really know anything about time. And I'm just bad at math in general, so... Yeah. It was a while ago. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. So I've we been through a lot. Due... We've been through a lot. Yes. We were due for an update, and so that's what we're going to do today. Just talk about everything that's been going on with Melissa finishing treatment Everything that's been going on with just our family, school starting. Uh, there's just never a dull moment in no, these parts. Not. There really isn't. There really is not. Well, why don't you take us back then? I guess, because like I said, the first, the last time that we did an episode together, it was before you had started treatment. Okay. And now it's like you've gotten, yeah. you've gotten through it. Well, so okay. So I, back in July, I don't really know if I told... I don't think I probably talked about my insurance saga, which was a huge saga, which I won't, Mm -hmm. like, delve deep into. But I do feel like it is a huge part of um, my cancer journey. So, um... Is it still recording? Yeah. It's great. Just checking. (laughs) Um, Basically, I sort of... I, you know, I had brain surgery, and um, that was hard. And then I was supposed to start treatment, like, pretty soon after. And I did. But there was a big insurance holdup. Basically, my old insurance said they would not give me my chemo chemotherapy medication, which, as you can probably imagine, is very important and vital to the uh, healing process and the recovery. To the treatment. The treatment. It's, mm-hmm. That's the treatment. The treatment was the chemo, um, which was an oral chemo. It was a pill that I took every day. And the, and the other part of the treatment was radiation. So, um, I had a few hellish, truly hellish days of, um, not being able to get the meds and so stressed beyond belief. And finally, you know, things came together. I'm not on that insurance anymore. And that's, that's basically it. And I was able to get on my chemo, get my chemo pill, um, and start my radiation. So, um, I finished. So basically I started July 22nd, both things. I took the chemo pill every single morning, uh, weekdays and weekends from July 22nd until September 1st was what was I was supposed to do. And then all the weekday mornings, I went every single day to, um, the hospital where I had had my, um, I guess I had my first surgery there, the biopsy. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but I could have done this a place closer to the house, but my neuro oncologist, who's like the head doctor of everything, she works out of there. And she kind of said, like she recommended her neurologist, I'm sorry, her radiologist that she uses and her, um, oncologist, so I was like, okay, and I just like that hospital, and I feel more comfortable there than the hospital that's right by Megan's house. And it kind of worked out because Logan had therapy, and it's on the um, every every day basically throughout the summer, and it's on the way to the hospital. So it kind of all worked out. Um, so yeah, so the plan was to do the chemo and the radiation from July twenty second till. September 1st. I did end up having to cut the chemo a little short, just like 
a week short, a week, a week and a half, a week, no, a week. not even a week, like six days. My, every Tuesday I had to get blood, my labs taken to see how my blood cells were doing, how my white blood cells were, and they eventually had dropped low enough that they, my doctor didn't want to keep me on chemo because my body didn't have anything left to fight an infection if I were to get an infection or COVID or, you know, anything that came up. Like, all my white blood cells were going to fight whatever cancer might be left in my head. Chemo, like, destroys your white blood cells. Yes. So her her white blood cells just got too low to make it to the point where if she were to get any kind of infection that her body would have been like able to safely fight it. And so. my platelets were too low that like it would be dangerous if I even like cut myself shaving or cut myself yeah, we had to re- brushing my teeth or something. Bleeding. Yes. So that was hard. I was really, really upset about having to stop chemo early just because, you know, you're like, okay, what if this is what makes it so that when I get my MRI, there's cancer back or something, you know? And they were really reassuring, and they're like, this happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, your body can only take so much and fight so much. So, I mean, I got over it pretty fast, especially because I will have to do more chemo, which was always, we always knew I'd have to do another round. It's called maintenance chemo. Um, I don't know how long it will last. We don't know. Um, so I go basically at this point, September 29th, I go for an MRI and then the next day I meet with my neuro oncologist and my medical oncologist and we talk about what the next steps are and it will be, I think it's probably going to be the same pill that I have already taken, but probably a higher dose. I don't know. A different dose. A different dose, different course, um. Don't know. So that information is forthcoming. That'll yes. be on, you know, the next episode, the next Melissa the next Mitchell update. episode. <laughs> what else we need to talk about? Well, I feel like you kind of skipped over a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's why you're here. You need yeah. to remind me. Well, I, I wanted to let you get out what you wanted to get out. That's why you're here. Also, it's your podcast. That's true. Yes. <laughs> I'm the I'm, I'm just today. the star. Yes. I mean, in your own right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, like she said, so every morning during the week, I would take Logan to therapy at his clinic. This summer, he was doing kind of a mix of in-home therapy and clinic therapy once we were able to actually go back. And either my mom or my brother would have to come and watch the girls. Yes. So there's a lot of um, logistical Yes, there was planning. a lot of moving parts. Um it was definitely kind of a well-oiled machine, though. We had things down to a pretty good rhythm. Uh, yes, very thankful to my mom, my brother, for coming to help out. Sometimes my brother would, would drive them uh, to therapy and radiation, but most of the time my mom would come and stay with the girls so that I could take them, especially, like, every Wednesday, Melissa would meet with her doctor, her radiation doctor, and it was super quick, like, just kind of mm-hmm. checking in. Um, but just kind of, you know, like being... So she could come with me to the appointments, hear yeah. the information, remind me of things that I need to bring up with him, yes. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely, like, I remember, like, we were halfway through and I said to you, like, do you feel like this has gone quickly or has it gone slowly? And you were like, I don't know. And I'm like, I feel like it's been a slog. And you were like, yeah, it's definitely It's slog. so hard to say because now it feels like, I mean, it's only been a week Mm-hmm. that I've been done and it feels like forever ago. Really? I don't know why. 
Yeah. I have no idea. Um, time is very weird. I think it's weird for all of us right now. Yeah, it is. quarantine state of life. Um, you know, semi-quarantine, I guess, at this point. But, mm-hmm. um... Yes. So, should I just, like, elaborate more on, like, chemo and Yeah, and just, like, how you felt, like, going through the whole process. She keeps telling me how loud She's I am. She's so loud. I'm definitely more sensitive to sound you always told me brain how loud surgery. Was, though. Yeah, but this, I can definitely I keep know. saying, all the You're things so that loud. she used to say and do, she does, she still does, just at, like, a, a, a higher decimal. Like, you can be quieter. Okay. You, you be can. quieter. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Radiation, I would say, was harder than the chemo. It sort of, you know, it started at the same time, so I kind of didn't really know what to expect. Um, Radiation, especially, I don't know if it was worse because it was on my brain, my head. And because my tumor was so large, I had a very large part of my head radiated on. And it is just exhausting. I don't even know another word to describe it. It's not even the exhausting, like, uh, pulled an all-nighter. Like, I slept all the time. Mm -hmm. I was always asleep, but I couldn't get enough sleep. Like, I would wake up in the morning and go to radiation, and then I would come back and just crash. Like, I was so tired all the time. I'm still tired. The radiation, because towards the end, they, like, really stepped it up. It was, like, the more concentrated radiation so I'm still very tired, even though, I mean, yeah, okay, again, it's only been, I've only been done for a week, but, um, yeah, so the radiation was exhausting. I can't stress that enough. And just, I feel like brain foggy and, um, I was just like, would be like a little unbalanced, bending down. If I had stood up too fast. You still have that. I still bit. have that. That's, I don't know if that's like brain tumor brain surgery or radiation stuff i don't know about a lot of this stuff it's pretty crazy it's all just part of the recovery process yes um so yeah radiation tough um there's a video i think i i think i put it on my instagram you posted a few like the day you finished so if you're not following melissa at the zill Mm -hmm. she's got some more kind of like up close and personal like what she went through with radiation every day and all that stuff um yeah so i did lose my hair due to to radiation i like to make that distinction megan Mm -hmm. thinks i'm a weirdo most most people lose their hair from chemo like most people do like i don't know most people a chemo infusion. So like they have like a port in their chest and they, they go get, to the chemo lab. They go to they the chemo lab. They there. Yes. The infusion center. And I didn't do that. I had a pill. That's what's commonly prescribed if you have a brain tumor, um, a malignant brain tumor. And so I didn't have to do that. And so that drug that they get the infusion, that's what causes them to lose their hair. So I lost, I don't know, I would have lost my hair I don't think I could have lost my hair any faster than I did. It happened pretty darn fast. Um, I started losing my hair and, um, like, you know, just wake up in the morning and, like, a big clump would be out. Well, it's it started, like, it, she's right, it was really fast, but I remember the first day that it started coming out, it was, like, a couple weeks into treatment, and she came down, she came upstairs, so we are like, getting ready to go, and she's like, I just had a chunk of hair fall out. And I looked, and I was like, oh, it's it's not that much. It's, like, right on your scar. And it, and it really wasn't. It was it was not that much. 
Um, but then literally the next day there was like several more chunks that came out. So it was like, there was a couple weeks there where she hadn't lost any. And then it was like all of a sudden when she hit, like it was, it was basically gone in like a weekend. Like then it happened really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you would say, but I feel like that was probably like the most emotional part of all this. I don't know if it was the most emotional part, but it was very emotional. Um, It's just sort of like you feel like you're looking in the mirror and you... I mean, I've gone through... I will eventually post pictures of the insane hair. I mean, I went into, you know, May 26th, I had long hair. And it has gone through stages of having to be completely chopped, shaved several times, the whole back shave, patches in the, on the sides shaved, like, it has been crazy. So, um, I was hoping to keep, like, I didn't lose, you know, the bottom couple inches, like, that are at the nape of my neck, and I didn't lose what would be my bangs, but because my hair is long, they were, like, long bangs, they weren't, like, the, you know, they weren't, like bag bangs. They were, you know, the show Fleabag. <laughs> um, they were, you know, long bangs that people have. You know, when you're like, like sw- Jessica swoop. Simpson, you know? Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson is always my hair idol. Um, so, but I ended up just, I lost so much hair that I was like, I just want to be bald. And so we just ended up buzzing all the stuff off. It took a while for you to get to that point, though. Because yeah. she did have, like, just really scraggly hair for a while that she was like well if I wear a hat you can't really tell I looked like Chris Elliott in um scary movie too that's not too far off yeah, yeah. it was totally... or Chris Elliott and Shit's Creek it was Creek. a duke and I did say to her like maybe we should just shave it but she wasn't ready for a couple weeks she was like holding on to I was holding on to like trying to be normal because when I wore a hat for the most part you could t- you couldn't tell that I was bald underneath at first no like you could just see that like I had the, you know, like inch long, two inch long hair at the nape of my neck. And I had like a few pieces on the side if I wore a hat. But then I was just like, this looks ridiculous. And I'm just over it. And I'm I mean, sick of waking see... up in the morning and finding hair on my pillow. And yeah. it's just like, you know, it was just like, let's just get rid of it. Like, let's call a spade a spade. You know, I don't have yeah. any hair. So now I'm proud and bald. She's proud and bald, and she looks good. Thanks. She looks cute with that bald head. We don't... Right now, it's in this weird phase where, like, it's kind of coming back in, like, patches. So, like, the part where I lost it with the radiation, I think, is going to take longer to grow in. But, like, the nape part or, like, the bangs part, I'm getting, like, little sprouts slowly coming in. Yeah, we might have to, like, shave that down again. it's kind of weird. Like, it's... it's, Her hair actually grows really fast. We found that out when they shaved it. Yeah. surgery. I had, like... By the time I lost all that, I had, like, I don't know, an inch of hair. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, I mean, I, hopefully it all grows back. No, when I say that All they could like, do is tell me it's a, it should grow back. Yeah, it will so grow we're, back. It we're grow we're back. planning on it growing back. We're planning for it. Yeah. When I say that it was, like, the most emotional part, I mean, I guess there's definitely been, like, many emotional parts, mm-hmm. but I feel like I even remember, like, like I said, like, that morning seeing, um seeing that patch and being like okay it's not that much but also feeling kind of like oh this is real like yeah it was like it was a very like tangible thing 
And then, like I said, like, it was just even the next day. And I remember saying to you, like, I I think you knew that more hair was falling because you, like, saw, but it was in the back of your head, so you didn't see it, like, how I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, like, I, I think, I'm like, I just want you to know, like, you do have a lot more hair falling out. Like, it looks really patchy. And I was like, I'm going to take a picture, but I'm not going to show it to you because I kind of... I like to document everything, she'll tell you. I take yeah. pictures of literally everything. Um, and I was like, I didn't want her to see it, but I wanted to just, like, have these photos to look back on at some point. Mm-hmm. But she was like, no, I think I want to see it. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, I don't really want to show you. And I tried to talk her out of it. But she did want to see it. I'm brave. Well, and then I No, I definitely her. lost. And it was hard. The hardest part for me was seeing my scar, like, this, like, pink scar like stark on a basically a bald head and I was just like oh my god like I can't even believe everything I've been through in this short amount of time that like my head has been cut in half yeah kind of and Mm -hmm. sewn back together like it's crazy so seeing all the baldness and and I was just really scared like I was really scared of how my mom would react just you know, I mean, my mom is only as, like, happy as, you know, her saddest kid. They always say that mm-hmm. uh, that expression, and that's totally true of my mom. Like, you know, this has obviously been very hard on our mom. I'm going to cry. It's okay. You know, I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's any mom. It's It's, like, it doesn't matter that I'm an adult. I'm still her daughter, and I'm her... I'm her oldest kid, and so it's just been really hard knowing how hard it is for my mom. Um, so I was really scared of how upset she would be and sad when she saw, she saw my head, and she took it really well when I did eventually show her, and she was really strong. Um, and so I felt a lot better. That was the only person that I was concerned. I was only concerned about my mom seeing my head. And she was fine. Yeah, she she was very strong. She handled it really well. Um, By that point, by the time she actually saw your head, I think she knew... That I lost something. Yeah. We, she had, I mean, like, made my bed and saw, like, hair on my bed. And you could also just tell. I mean... I I wear I wore a hat all the time, but like, you know, there was, I couldn't couldn't fully cover everything. Yeah. So now I'm just out and proud, just rocking that bald head. Rocking this bald head I today. I trying to convince her to do a Britney 2007 photo shoot with an umbrella. I got these like little hoop earrings, and I'm like, I look like Michael Stipe or Moby, <laughs> like. I just, I don't know. It's... We, she wants to do a, a Sinead O'Connor video singing Nothing Compares to You. We got a surprise, so I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> that was a surprise. Okay. You just ruined my surprise. We can cut it out. We wasted a good surprise on you. <laughs> so she just ruined that surprise, but look out for that video. That's coming. coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. <laughs> we just got to rock that bald head while you got the chance. Yeah. I'm into it. You know. I like I mean, it. I'm not like... It honestly looked so much better once we shaved it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we borrowed clippers from my, my neighbor, and it looked, like, it just looked so much better because she had this, like, really scraggly, crazy-looking hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Elliott. 
Rock I don't even know how to describe it. It was really interesting. You I mean, should we, eventually I'm sure we have pictures. pictures. I do. I'm not. I'll post pictures. Okay. All right. I Picks really want to do like happen. a hair evolution pick because like, oh my gosh, like the thing that Mackenzie cut off my head. Oh my gosh, the that rat. rat it's just no, it's just a rat. Just a it rat. It just looks just like it out like a rat in a New York City subway. Like there was literally a rat hanging down the, the back of my head. It's insane. <laughs> this will all I'll document all this. I have no shame. No. Well, considering what you've been through. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah, so I mean, radiation hard took all my energy. Chemo took my appetite, um, caused me a lot of digestive turmoil, let me just say. Yes, it did. In all ways. And I just had a lot of food aversions. Like, I mean, I couldn't drink coffee. Um,. I kept saying it was kind of like when you're pregnant and all you yeah. want to eat is like cereal. Yeah. All I fruit. could always eat was like fruit, cereal, and Lara bars. Yeah. And I drink a ton that. of seltzer. And I mean, it kind of blows because like I'm finally starting to get my appetite back. And at the end of the month, I'm going to have to be doing this again. But, you know, life's hard sometimes. It and sure you is. just have to, you just have to deal. So, you know. I'll get through it. I know what I know what foods I like when I'm completely right. nauseous and food averse. So we don't know too. Like you said, like the dose is gonna be different. It yeah. might not be like the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Luckily, I love fruit. That's true. And, and veggies. Yeah. Love fruit, veggies, cereal, smoothies, granola bars. Granola bars. <laughs> love it. Definitely found what helped. Um, what, what else do you feel like looking back now that you've, you know, completed this, like, were like really hard parts or parts that you were like, I got through that. I don't know if I can like pinpoint anything specifically. I mean, the insurance thing was horrible. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely horrible. It was, it was like the last, the absolutely last thing that I wanted to deal with and I had to deal with it to get my medication and it was Mm -hmm. freaking awful. I can't tell you how low it made me feel and how it was just rubbing salt on like your leg just got blown off by a grenade and like somebody just poured a pound of salt on you and like rubbed it in. That's how horrible (laughs) I felt about not being able to get my medication And, like, I'm, like, I just want my, I just want, like, the medication that's going to, like, help me. I I just had brain surgery. I just had my, my, my skull, like, cracked, sawed in half half (laughs) to remove a tumor and then sewed up. And you're telling me that I can't, like, take a pill? You're going to not give me the pill? It was, it was was awful. And then they were like, you can pay out of pocket and it's 30 grand. And we were like, what? I mean, it was so, it was, it was really crazy. I didn't have to pay out of pocket ultimately. No. I'm not going to like go into all the details, but, um. No, we basically just figured. And if you donated my GoFundMe, I love you. Thank you. Love you. Yeah. I love everybody. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that that's one heart. Yeah. I mean, I just feel, I wish I could individually thank more people and I just, I mean, I don't have the energy. I don't know a nicer way to say it. I don't. I don't Maybe I don't eventually think... I will. 
Well, I think some people are kind of like, did you, did you see that? I, if like, anybody mm-hmm. feels slighted, yeah, that is you not shouldn't feel slighted when intent. when someone is you know just trying to get through brain cancer treatment. So yeah, not I mean, that I'm think... extremely grateful. Like I can't express it enough. Um, I really I think the majority of people understand that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you for being understanding. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the insurance battle felt like a, a major... Why do you keep checking? It's because fine. I feel like it's going to stop, it's and not. then we're going to have to like, redo fine. this. The insurance battle was a major thing. Mm-hmm. The, the hair loss which was a major thing. And then like the when they told you you had to stop your oh, chemo. Yeah. That really Those sucked. are probably, like to me, like the points that stand out. You have a much as, better like, memory. Well... Well, you talked about all these things. I'm just saying, like, that. those were all, like, the... I didn't really talk about, like, all my therapies. Okay. Well, so when I first got out of the hospital, they recommended that I do speech therapy, OT, and physical therapy. And pretty quickly, we found out that my old insurance would not cover speech therapy. Um, so that was kind of out. And that was kind of the one... I mean, I definitely needed physical therapy at first. I mean, I left the hospital completely reliant on a walker um to do anything and you know holding my mom's hand on going up and down the stairs and you know a lot of this is due to my vision which is still a work in progress Mm -hmm. next week I think it's finally next week I didn't talk about my vision at all did I did anyone have I updated on the vision at all I don't don't think think so you have so basically long story short my left peripheral vision was basically knocked out somehow during my surgery. So I have no left peripheral vision. So I did go see a neuro-ophthalmologist a couple months ago, and he put in this, like, temporary prism in my glasses, which I'm still wearing. It's it's just (laughs) basically a sticker. Mm -hmm. Um... But I don't know if it's really doing anything, so I'm finally going. I have a second opinion next week with another neuro-ophthalmologist, and I just have a better feel. I mean, this person actually asked for, like, CDs of my scans and reports and has, you know, a knowledge of what I've my brain has been through and why I might be having vision issues, whereas this other guy that I went to went off, like, what I told him and my eye tests. So I don't really feel like a prism would do much, but I just want to see what this other doctor says. We'll be seeing her on Monday, the 14th. Coming up. Coming up. So, yeah, the vision has definitely been the biggest... um, it's been a hurdle. Side effect, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a hurdle. I've, I'm more and more used to it every day. Um, and yeah, just... at first she was, like, bumping into stuff mm-hmm. or, like, falling because it was just, like, her her peripheral is just not there. So it was You don't know causing... how reliant you are on it until it's gone. Yeah. Um, but you've gotten so much better. Gotten so much better with that. Well, um, I was talking about how when you left you were using the walker. Like, yeah. she's fully walking now like totally we go walking. for walks i mean she's like totally getting around no problem i don't like run up and down stairs i don't run at all i mean i wouldn't run anyway at this point but like right. i'm not even allowed to run <laughs> no i can't I mean, ride like, a bike you but i can walk i mean i can walk i can go into radiation by myself i can mm-hmm. i could go into a store by myself i have yeah mm-hmm. um 
So yeah, so I did PT and OT and PT was definitely helpful, but I kind of almost feel like I graduated from it. I really do need to work on my balance, but it just kind of became a slog to go to, especially when I was doing radiation, when I was like, any spare minute I have, I want to be asleep. I have no energy for this. I had to cancel a few times because I was just like, I physically can't get out of bed. Like, I don't understand how to explain the zappage of energy. Like, they're zapping my brain. They're literally zapping the energy out of my brain. And your body. And my body. I can't Mm -hmm. explain it. Like, I would fall asleep during radiation in the tunnel. I would lay there even when it was over. I couldn't get up. I was like, I I have to lay there. This is very common. Anyone who's had radiation can probably attest to how exhausting it is. I don't know if it was more exhausting for me because it was literally on my brain. Um, I don't know, but, um, it was very tiring, but, um, so I am going to be, I am starting speech therapy up again. My new insurance covers it. And Logan's speech therapist who comes to the house is also my speech therapist. We got a twofer. We got a twofer. (laughs) And just like on 30 Rock. And, um, she's great. And she's going to help me with my executive functioning. I'm having a lot of, I do think it's getting better, But, like, calendar dates and numbers, budgets, schedules, that kind of stuff is really hard for me post-surgery, post-seizure. This is stuff that was never difficult for me before. Um, So it is hard that it's hard for me now. It's hard for me to deal with this. She's really just kind of, like, like, average person level, but she's used to being, like, so sharp and so quick that... Like I said to her, I'm like, well, now you're just on my level. And she was like, that is a fate worse than death. Yeah, like, I don't want to be she like... She does not want to be... Because I forget everything. I leave oh, stuff out. God, I hate I'm, that. Like, I'm just used to it. But it's like for Spelling her... errors to me are like, you might as well just blow off my leg with a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of grenades today. So many grenades. Where I spell like everything wrong. Speaking always. of, I still... I also have no feeling in my left foot still. And that, I think... It's not something that a PT can bring back. That's either going to come you say back. No feeling though that that is, I don't think that's right because you can feel like sensations. yeah yeah like I cut my foot and it hurt, mm-hmm. but like it's it feels when you put your foot in the pool and it was cold. You're yeah, like, oh it's so cold. Like but you... like it feels like a weight at the end of my leg. My left foot does not feel the way my right foot feels. You wouldn't know that to look at her though. Like she moves it around fine. Yeah, I'm just saying. Overall. What else? Um, I think, is there anything else you want to say about, like, therapy or? Um, I'm. Just moving forward. Yeah, so speech therapy. Oh, and therapy. Therapy. Oh, yeah. So I have a therapist. I have been speaking to him since the beginning. Um, he is my friend, my friend's therapist, and he is wonderful, and he is really, really been a massive help in my recovery you know I think therapy is great but I think finding the right therapist for you is often very difficult I've never I this is probably like my third or fourth time in therapy and I've never really clicked with anyone before 
Um, and I really click with him and everything he says makes sense and he is so smart and he lives in New York. So I just talked to him on the phone, but, um, yeah, he's really brilliant. He recommends some books that I really want to read. I am reading, but reading is super hard for me right now. I really have trouble focusing. Um, so I'd love for some like focus to come back. Megan and I did watch a movie this yesterday. Yeah, that was a pretty like new it convention was, movie. We watched what's it called? The Founder. The Founder. It was actually very good. Yeah, it's about <laughs> it's like a um it's not a documentary because it's acted. No, but Why it's can't like I think a, of the right word. Like a, a biopic. A bi- yeah, a biopic, biopic. I guess. Uh-huh. Um, with Michael Keaton played Ray Kroc, the guy who created McDonald's franchising. It's As great. We the movie, he did not. He did not create McDonald's. McDonald's. He stole that idea. I think a lot of people know that, and we just did it. Yeah, okay, I didn't know anything. Melissa actually knew. You are literally screaming Okay, Melissa knew more about this than I did, Um, but it was a good movie. But up until until then, she had really only been watching, like, reality TV or, like, kind of silly. All I really watched was, like, Instagram stories. That, too. I mean, I, I, ser- I mean, like, maybe occasionally I'll put on 30 Rock, but, like, I was really proud of myself that I sat. I was talking so close to that thing. I was just proud that I sat. We also watched What About Bob. Yeah, we watched some. Which, if you guys haven't watched What About Bob lately, change it's time. that. It's, it's time. time. Yeah. <laughs> we did have to rent it on Amazon Prime, but it was worth every Fully last worth the $2.99. <laughs> um, that movie's incredible. So funny. Oh my God, Bill Murray is a treasure. Um, <laughs> so is Richard Dreyfus. But yeah, you watched a couple movies this weekend that like required some focus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was proud. That's good. So proud of myself. What about Bob? um yeah i just have not been able to focus like i will read a page of a book and then i'll just be like i guess i have to just read that again and i'm not usually like that i'm a big reader so i don't like not being able to focus so hopefully well it's good therapy for you to be reading then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe i should start somebody suggested like starting a show that actually did require concentration like, something that I've always wanted to watch. But it can't be something that's, like, I've always wanted to, like... I've tried The Wire five million times, and I always, like, get stopped up after, like, the fourth episode or something. I don't know what it's about. That does not oh, my gosh. Thing. It's so depressing. So yes. I don't think I can watch something, like, extremely no, depressing right now, mm-hmm. but maybe something, like, serious, but not... Maybe, like, Dead to Me or something. Is that depressing? Um... I can't think of what Dead to Me is. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. Um, Linda Cardellini? No, it's it's kind of like, it's, it's I don't know. I I liked the first season. I wasn't really into the second season. Yeah, well, hey, you should try if anyone film. wants to recommend any shows yeah. or movies that are, like, good, that require a little concentration, but aren't, like, The Wire. Okay. <laughs> you know? Um, okay. I feel like we've covered a lot. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about your I feel like there's treatment? so much more to say, but, like, without, like, specific questions. We I got, mean... We got some questions that were just, like, tell us everything. Yeah, tell I mean, the, this the has details. been a blur, you know? I mean, this has been insane. Think about this, what, uh, think about it happening to you. It is that, it's, it's that insane. It is mm-hmm. insane. So, yeah, I mean, here, what is it? Early September. I mean... People keep asking me, and even, like, just today, like, how's your sister doing? And I'm just like, how much time do you have? Because it's yeah, just, I like, mean, it's not an easy answer. That's the answer. worst question. There's a podcast called 
terrible thanks for asking which I've never listened to it and I actually her husband um died of a brain tumor so I did I did text with her a little bit Caroline and I Caroline like hooked me up with her so we did talk a little bit about brain tumors um but um yeah I mean how are you is just the best thing people can ever do for me is when they just like text me or call me and leave a voicemail and just be like you don't need to respond I just want you to know I'm thinking about you and I love that I hate when people text me how are you like where well, what like do you want me to say to be of course I know they're not just like, I know they're not, not they're not being jerks answer. I'm just like yeah. I don't know how to answer this yeah it's just like, like I don't have time to explain to you everything that's going on it's very nuanced and everything <laughs> is timely like something right. that's an issue Monday isn't an issue Friday you know yeah, that's true mm-hmm. so um I don't want to sound like a bitch but like <laughs> I you know I feel like rightly so this has definitely been just a as I said a slog mm-hmm. I feel like we all probably feel a little beat up at this point Mm-hmm. you especially but I mean I think all of us do I am getting my first massage on yes. Friday I'm mm-hmm. going to go get a Thai massage which is my favorite kind of massage if you've never gotten a Thai massage do it it is the greatest kind of massage ever um yeah I mean I have this window of time where I'm not on chemo so I'm not super immunocompromised I guess so I'm taking full advantage and getting a massage time it's time i Mm -hmm. need one so badly so i'm really excited about that like can't tell you how excited i am um (laughs) pretty darn excited pretty gash darn excited but yeah i mean i'm good you know i I feel like i feel like in in many ways you are like your old self but Mm -hmm. there's like this new new side to you that i see sometimes yeah probably yeah I mean, I'm really lucky, like, those little kids are just a joy. They're insane. (laughs) But they are very joyful and bring a lot of joy to my days. They Um, keep everything moving. Yeah, they keep everything moving. And I always, like, repeat everything you say. Just, like, Tyne and Mama. (laughs) (laughs) They keep everything moving. (laughs) The little baby child repeats what the older daughter says all the time. She is, like, a little parrot, though. Oh my gosh. And Mama wants a parrot. Yeah, she she wants a parrot. We watched parrot YouTube videos today. <laughs> and she wants a parrot that'll repeat after her. I'm like, well, you already have a baby sister who's not even a baby. She's two. But we she, still call but her she goes to baby school. Yeah, we still call her baby. Too. Yeah, the kids we'll add lots of levity into my life and my situation. And, you know, it's kind of a cliche, but my therapist really drilled in like every day, one day at a time, live in the moment. The power of now, Eckhart Tolle. You know, my therapist is really big on, like, mindfulness. And so I, in turn, have become more into mindfulness. Um, And I really try not to look too far ahead because you want to... I want to deal with, like, what's here in front of me now. You know, like, this is what's happening now. And take it day by day. And... You know, there's also this pandemic thing going on. Like, ordinarily, I would book myself an amazing vacation. Like, <laughs> Labor Day weekend is always my trip weekend. I'm a big traveler. I always take a trip. 
Labor Day weekend. So it's hard. My time hop was like five years ago, you're in Italy. And three years ago, you're in Budapest. And so that's hard. I would love to take a real trip, but, um, well, you will again. I will again, but I, yeah. So I like, I just, I will again. That's it. I'm not going to like book a trip right now. Well, no. Um, and I'm just going to live in like a little weekend or something. We talked about that. Yeah. I'm just going to like live in the present and I'm excited for my massage on Tuesday. Yeah. And you know, that's it. Sounds pretty pathetic. No, but, uh, that doesn't sound pathetic. That sounds good. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Well, we'll going do... out to dinner on Friday night to celebrate Mackenzie's birthday. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like just having like little little stuff to, you know, keep moving to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the little kids. I mean, I really do get very happy and excited to see them in the morning. Yes, and they get happy and excited to see you. Except for when Tiny pushes you away. Tiny <laughs> is real goofer. They definitely are good, like the best therapy. They are for sure. They are so funny. All right, well, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back. We'll talk more about those kids and school and everything that's been going on over here. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free thirty-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism. And one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz. And it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT. And I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue. And those are available on Audible as well. But you can pick from any of their titles. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism all one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures and autism for your free audio book. Okay, we're back. Hey. Hey. Okay. So intertwined with all, all this Melissa finishing treatment, we have just had, as usual, a lot going on mm-hmm. over here in the home front. Mm-hmm. As I said before, there is never a dull moment. So, if you follow me on social media, then you've definitely seen some or a lot of this. I was posting a lot while we were in the hospital because I was going a little, a little batty. But basically, last last week, two almost two weeks ago, um, it was like a Thursday evening. Logan was upstairs, and he somehow cut his foot. We our best guess is that he cut his foot. Do you know how, like, on a closet door, like, on folding doors, there's that little metal piece that sticks out at the bottom, and it, like, does nothing. I don't know why it's there. But we think he cut his foot on that. I think it keeps it closed, doesn't it? I don't think it does. No, I don't think it does. I I don't know. And I don't think it's on every closet door. It's on a lot of them, for sure. It's on a lot of, like, 80s, 90s. This house was built in 2008. All these closets have it. I don't know. It's definitely, like, it's a common thing. 
the only reason why I say that is because he was upstairs and the like the bathrooms are locked. The girls' rooms and his rooms were not locked. We have locks on every door now just because it's like again, every time I think I have things taken care of, he finds some way mm-hmm. <laughs> some other thing that we need to to have under lock it and is key. Insane. It's crazy. Everything in this house is under lock and key. Under lock and key. Yeah. So now those that closet has has locks on it. Like I said, the girls' rooms. Um, but basically, I I could hear him. He sounded like he was upset, and he wasn't like crying necessarily, but he just sounded upset. So I went up there, and there was blood all over the carpet. There was a lot of blood. And at first, I thought it was his hands, and then I was like, Oh my gosh, it's your foot. So I take him to the bathroom and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's going to need stitches. Like he's bleeding a lot. But I immediately start washing it. I just like have him like his foot in the sink. I'm trying to wash it and clean it up. Melissa was there. Manny like hadn't even come home yet. Um, But then finally he comes home and I'm like, okay, you need to sit with Logan. He's trying to get him cleaned up. We're trying to like clean blood out of the carpet. All the while. How it looks right now. It actually looks fine. Oh my gosh. Really? But that was not just because we found some like homemade like dish soap and water, uh-huh. clean it with a rag, but then Manny had to bring home that cleaner from work. And it really is, like, gone? It's gone. But wow. But the cleaner that they use at work, they use, like, detail cars. So they, like, th- that, like, that won't really do anything. So, awesome. yeah, there was a lot of blood on the carpet. Um, But like I said, I really thought he was going to need stitches, and I felt like we dodged a bullet because it stopped bleeding. We got him cleaned up. He went right to bed. This was, like, right around bedtime when this happened. Um, And I was like, okay, phew, we're good. So the next day is Friday, he was totally fine. I, I looked at his foot. He definitely had a cut. Um, I, you know, tried to bandage it up. We had an ace bandage on it, like, over the band-aids. So he kept taking the band-aids off. Uh, but, again, he seemed totally fine. He went to therapy at the center that morning. He had um, an afternoon session at home. Like, he was totally fine. Saturday morning, he slept in late, which is weird for him. Um, and when he woke up, he, he seemed okay. But because he had slept in, he just seemed, like, kind of groggy. And he did have his morning session um, with one of his therapists. And the first thing that kind of was alarming to me was he didn't want to put weight on his foot. Whereas the day before he'd been like running around and he seemed fine. So during his session, his therapist did say to me, he's like, yeah, he's like kind of like off and on. He didn't want to put weight on it. So when his session ended, I I was like, I'm going to give him a bath. I'm going to like really clean it and take a look at it. So when his session ended, though, I realized, I was like, he feels kind of warm. Like, he has a little bit of a fever, and he just seemed, like, a little more lethargic, like he wanted to lay in his bed. And when I looked at his foot, there was a little bit of, like, a rash with some blistering on the top of it, which was weird because the, the cut itself was on, like, the underside of his big toe. So I'm like, I don't know why there'd be a rash on top. But it was just, like, enough things with, like, the little bit of a fever and him being a little lethargic and not want to put weight on it, that I was just like, I think he might have some type of, some type of infection infection happening here. So I said to Melissa, Manny was actually working that day. I was like, I'm going to take him to urgent care. This was like kind of early afternoon. I'm like, we'll just check it out. And like I said, I had just given him a bath, made sure it was all clean. So I take him to urgent care and we get in there. And as I'm talking to the nurse and kind of explaining to her, like, yeah, no, there's this rash on it. I look at his foot and now on the other side of his foot is this huge blister. And I mean huge. Like it was about the size of like a like a half dollar. Like it was a giant blister, like filled with liquid. What is a half dollar? 
a half dollar is like you know what I mean like one of those like a big coin mm. no I don't half dollar I guess you do. I do they're like silver you don't really see them anymore I don't know okay. I'm saying, I was gonna say uh, I, don't know, I don't know okay I, guess, I would say a silver <laughs> dollar okay silver dollar sure whatever you want to call it okay. Um, maybe I'm thinking the wrong thing maybe I am I don't know but I was like, holy crap, where did that come from? Because like I said, the top of his foot had these kind of like little blisters and sort of like a red rashy part. Um, but this huge blister, I was like, I don't know where this came from. So the the doctor there was definitely concerned when she saw that. Um, and initially she's like, Does, were his shoes like hurting him? And I showed her the shoes he had on. I'm like, no, trust me, this is not from his shoes. And I was like, he's got these little blisters on top. So she ended up draining that blister because it was so big and she did prescribe us an oral antibiotic for him to take. She debated sending us to the hospital just because the infection did appear to be spreading at that point and she was concerned. She was calling it a secondary infection. She did think it was some type of cellulitis, which is just kind of like the medical term for infection. But basically she sent us home. It was just like, if this gets any worse, you need to go to the hospital so, and, and she mainly said too, she's like, watch to make sure it's not spreading like upward. That's kind of like not good. So the next day, so this is now Sunday, he started the antibiotic and during the day he seemed fine. He was like walking on it again, like didn't seem upset by it or anything. We went out, uh, we were like, I went to the park and he was playing, he was fine. No, like nothing to be concerned about. So then we got home later and again, I gave him a bath. I, I kept wanting to make sure this was like really clean because I was obviously worried about the infection. And when I was giving him a bath, I realized that he had another one of those big blisters starting to form on his heel and that that rashy part that was on like the top of his foot, there was another rashy spot up by his ankle. So I said to Manny, I'm like, I think we need to take him to the ER now because this looks really bad. So I took him to the ER and it was kind of more of the same that I got at urgent care. They were sort of like, yeah, we could, we could admit him and do some IV antibiotics, but he's only been on the antibiotics for like 24 hours. So maybe we should just give it some more time. They did run some like blood tests at that point just to make sure, you know, his, like his blood looked okay and preliminary, everything came back okay. And they were like, just stay on the course of oral antibiotics, but follow up with this pediatrician tomorrow. So now this takes us to Monday. So Monday, like early in the day, I think around noon, Logan and I went to his pediatrician. And when I called to even make that appointment, the the nurse could see the photos that they had taken in urgent care. And she was like, if it looks any worse than it does in these pictures, you should take him just to the hospital. Like, I don't even think you need to come in. And I was like, I really just want the doctor to take a look at it. Because I'm like, I feel like I've gotten so much back and forth. And I'm like if we could just come in and she could take a quick gander at it and see. So I was kind of prepared though, that we would be admitted because of what the nurse had said. So Melissa was like, just pack a bag, like just bring at least like some preliminary stuff. So I did that thankfully, cause we ended up just being even in the ER for a few hours. Um, so I had like snacks for Logan and his iPad and just like some random stuff. So we go to the pediatrician and yeah, she basically was like, I just think he needs to be admitted. We need to do, at least like 24 to 48 hours of IV antibiotics because and this obviously was like the day before my last day of radiation or Yeah, your last day was on Tuesday. Okay. So this was Monday, like I said like early in the day. Um she was like I'm going to call over there but basically just go to the ER and they will 
basically, we had to wait and see what the doctor would say at the hospital, but she really was recommending for him to be admitted. So I take him to the ER and we were there for a while that unfortunately the nurse at the ER was kind of paying my booty. Um, but we ended up getting admitted basically because the infectious disease doctor, when she saw Logan's foot was like, yeah, he needs to be admitted. So the infection was really starting to spread at that point. The blister that they had drained was really looking bad. It was like a, basically a huge open sore and there were like red streaks that were like going upward. And that what they were telling me was like, that's literally, you could see the infection like spreading. So I did get a lot of questions, like just kind of about like how all this happened. So these are all the details basically. Some people kind of got more details than others, but the, yeah, the, the red streaks, if, if your kid ever hurts themselves and they get the red streaks, go to the ER. Don't mess around. That's not, that's not good. So they ended up admitting us like afternoon on Monday. And this was really hard because even though I was kind of prepared for them to admit us, like Melissa just said, her, her last day of treatment was going to be the next day on Tuesday. And I knew that if they were going to admit us and we were going to be staying overnight, her treatment was in, in the morning that I really was not going to be able to take her to And, like, your last day, day of treatment for radiation, you have this option. I'm pretty sure most radiation places have, like, a bell, and you ring the bell that you're done with radiation, you finish your treatment. So, Megan did not, was not able to come with me for that, and I definitely had a massive emotional breakdown. We both did. Yeah, I mean, I, I called cried her more ER. than, like, I have cried since, like, my diagnosis. Like, I don't think I've had that much of, like, a crying breakdown since June 9th, 2020, the day of, I got my diagnosis. Yeah. It was, um, it was really emotional and just, like, so disappointing because, I mean, like she had said before, like, I, you know, had taken her every day. I remember the first day of radiation they let me a lot of times I I on Wednesdays I would come in with her but a lot of times I would just drop her off because obviously with COVID like they don't want to have extra people there but the very first day they let me take her in and I I was in like kind of the back waiting room and I looked up at the wall and I saw the bell and at that point like I hadn't even I didn't know anything about any of this but it was like I remember thinking like oh my gosh I just can't wait to like be here when she rings the bell and then there was a couple times when I was there on Wednesdays and we like heard other people ringing the bell and her and I would always like just start crying we were like oh my gosh I can't wait till you ring the bell like it just felt like such this like momentous occasion and it was like obviously she's the one who went through radiation but just like being by her side being the one to take her all the time being there for the doctor's appointments like it was definitely like it was going to be a moment that I was I mean, I, I just can't even explain, like, how much I wanted to be there. Um, but mom, mom duty, duty mom duty calls. And so I called her from the ER, and I just told her, I'm like, yeah, they're admitting us. And her and I both started crying because I was just like, I'm so sad I can't be there. And that was, like, a really, really hard realization because I was just like, I knew that there was, like, no way that it was going to work. So... Him and I, we, we stayed the night on Monday night. They weren't allowing visitors. Him and I were literally quarantined in our room because of COVID. We couldn't, like, walk on the floor. But they did allow Manny that first night to come and, like, drop off some stuff and kind of tuck him in. Logan was such a champ through this whole thing. Like, he got his IV placed. He was awesome. He literally never cried. 
he was such a champ like staying in that room he only really had to be like hooked up to the iv when he got his medicine which um one of the the doses was at night it was always like like two in the morning so there was only like a couple others during the day and it would take about 30 minutes and that was the only time he was like really had to be in the bed um but they everyone at the hospital was awesome they brought him a bunch of dvds we had like my brother brought snacks and i mean he was just he was such a good boy he was a little a little wild and bacon. Yes, he or he had bacon and Fruit Loops for literally every meal that I he was there. I call it room service. It's not room service. That's I think I, they call it room. When service. I was in the hospital, I called it room service too. I, I think they I do. Care what they, when you would like call down there, they what do they say? I think they, they call, call it room, room service. service. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, he he would order. I would order him three orders of bacon because one order had two pieces, and that guy likes that bacon. Not enough. It's not enough. Who is that enough for? Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, he would have Fruit Loops and bacon for literally every meal. Um, and he was just like, he was just such a good boy. He, everyone there kept saying how awesome he was doing. And I was just so, so proud of him. So slept through the night. Couldn't believe it. Like even with the IV, them coming in to like change, do the actual medication. They have to do his vitals like every two hours. He was just like a total rock star. Um, so that was that was like such a silver lining that he like did well. Cause I literally said to the nurse, like as we were wheeling him upstairs on like, or on like the cart, like on the stretcher, I'm like, we're going to have to sedate him. Cause like, there's no way he's going to like stay in a room for, I mean, even like a couple hours, but we ended up being in there for 48 hours. So it's, it's just crazy. Like what, what he can surprise me with. So yeah, a couple days in the hospital, it was a little dicey. So we got there Monday. So we were, after uh, so Tuesday the doctors came in and they were like yeah he's gonna need probably at least one more day but the doctor was like I'm really confident that with the IV antibiotics that he should be able to leave tomorrow and then Wednesday morning he the doctor came in and was like I don't know he might need one more day and I was like no please let me out of here like he was doing awesome but I was starting to go stir crazy I was going a little batty I was, I missed the girls. The girls missed me. They were calling me crying. Like it was just, it was really hard to be away from them. And just the whole thing, it was just really hard. Logan had, was supposed to start school on that Monday, but it was like, he was in the hospital. So the whole thing was just, it was, it was rough. It was not, it was not a fun experience. Uh, like I said, he was so good and I'm so proud of him, but I wanted to get out of there. So thankfully when one of the other doctors, he got on a team of doctors he would see. One of the other doctors came in later and she was like, no, I think he's made enough improvement and we're going to up his, his antibiotics at home. We were doing two doses a day. She upped to three doses a day and we have like a topical antibiotic that we were using in the hospital that we took home. So she was like, you know, we just got to really be diligent. And I kept him home from school the rest of the week just to make sure we, you know, stayed on top of everything. But after that, we were able to go. So we got discharged like Wednesday afternoon, and that felt so wonderful to leave and get to come home. Wait, Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, because that was the day I was. That was the first Wednesday in almost two years that I didn't put out an episode of the podcast. Oh god. Yeah, which was such it a was bummer. A week ago. It was a week ago. Yeah. Whoa. It's so crazy because when when you had first of all when we had COVID. I put out an episode and I was mm-hmm. like half dead, but I did it. And mm-hmm. then the the night, the day that you had your seizure, mm-hmm. I put out an episode and like, I through like those things when I was thinking like, Oh my gosh, like, am I gonna be able to do this? And I was able to like 
pull an episode out of my butt. Like <laughs> this, this was the one time I'm like, well, this really is not going to happen. I'm sitting in this hospital. There's, there's no way this is going to happen. So it happened. Didn't put an episode out. The world kept moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we are now. But yeah, it was just like a very, str- I just feel like everything these past few months has just felt so strange. Like, it's just like, like I said, we just like, as soon as you are kind of starting to come up for air, like something else just like pushes you back under. I don't think anything could surprise me at this point. Nothing necessarily could surprise me. Like even Logan, like getting his, the infection and getting admitted and stuff like didn't necessarily surprise me, but it was just like, I keep thinking like what else could happen, but then something else does happen. So I need to just like stop. Melissa's friend, Caroline joked. She was like, well, you called your podcast adventures in autism. So now all you're getting is adventure. So you need to start a new podcast called absolutely nothing happening in autism. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're right. Like, I think my I do. Thing is definitely not an adventure in autism. It has nothing no, but to it's do like with you're autism. related to me. So it's just like this all you're just keeps happening. Luck. Maybe I am. Gosh, I, I, I do keep saying I need some kind of like curse lifted. Voodoo. We, we need something. this home. We need something. Something needs to happen here. Um, but hopefully we're done now is just all I can think of because on the positive side, we did find out that I'm a Scorpio, Leo moon, (laughs) Virgo rising. I did everyone's charts the other day. I'm very into astrology. Super important. It is important. And we, I feel like we learned a lot. Well, we thought I was a double Scorpio and I was so I just read her chart. I read her chart wrong. But the fact that you're wrong, so I'm not a double Scorpio. No, but the fact that you're a Leo makes... So much sense. I am a Scorpio, Leo, Virgo. Yeah. Mostly a Scorpio. You're mostly a Scorpio, but you definitely have some Leo tendencies, and now we know. Shout out to my fellow Scorpios. Um, Okay, so charts are important, too. Okay, so basically, after last week, Logan started improving. On Friday, we did a, just like a tele-visit over Zoom with his doctor. She felt like it was getting better. We have another one tomorrow. So... I kept saying, I'm like, okay, well, he's supposed to start school. It's Tuesday because of Labor Day. But I just, I was, like, so prepared for, like, some random thing to happen so that he couldn't start school. But by the grace of God, he went to school today for his first day of he, second grade. He came back. He came back. back. <laughs> we got him. He he's got sleeping. off the bus. He's sleeping upstairs right now. Um, yeah, I mean, he had a great first day, which is awesome. Um, I talked about this a little bit in the episode that I did a couple weeks ago with Miss Hall, the special education teacher, but Logan is going in person to school at least while he can. I don't know how long this will last for, but we are just taking what we can while we can. While he can, meaning while school is close, the schools down because right, which is something that I think we're all kind of like waiting for at this point. But we're not. Let's just. I mean, I don't know. Miss Hall made it, and and Logan's teacher too. Hope. That it won't happen. That's true. Put out the good vibes. I will definitely put out the good vibes, but I'm also like... This is not to say, like, oh, this is not a thing like, oh, kids should be in school. I don't feel that way at all. I'm saying, like, for Logan and for kids with special needs, tele- telelearning does not apply. Yeah, I think... Maybe some kids that have special needs, it works for them, but it has not proven to work for Logan, so an mm-hmm. in-person setting is pretty much necessary if that guy is going to do any learning yeah I, I and I think that is I had somebody when I talked about this on the episode message me and just say like I really appreciate you you know kind of just like giving your your thoughts and sharing that Logan's be going in person because she's like it's not like a popular opinion right now and I'm like I get it and 
I shared this um, today. I, I posted about this, but also in that episode, we're keeping Liliana home this year. So she's going to do homeschooling. Granted, she's only in like, you know, pre-K. She'll be in kindergarten next year. But yeah, I, I like what Melissa is saying. I'm not like, oh my gosh, like every kid should go in person. First of all, I think it really is like a personal thing. And I think if if you're doing what's best for your kids and your family, then like kudos to you. That's just how I feel. And that's that's how I feel about Logan going is that, like I said, for him going in person is so important. And there are just so many challenges for him when we were doing, you know, virtual remote learning. And it was really tough and it he was not getting much out of it, if anything. And I know many of you listening right now are nodding in agreement because you get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, if there's kids that do well with, you know, virtual, good good for them. Keep on keeping on. That was not going to be the case for Logan. I mean, so. I think most people with, like, neurotypical kids are still like, I wish my kids could go to school. But... I think everyone wishes like, their kids could go to school. But it's yeah. just, like, the circumstances are so crappy that it's yeah. like... What and that was kind of my thing with Liliana is I'm like, I could send her because we ended up getting the option. Our district, this was another question I got was, is our only IEP kids able to go in person? And our district is sending having kids go half days, five days a week. I think high school might be different. Um, but basically, they have like the alphabet set up so it's like the you know, the a through M go in the morning and then like N through Z go in the afternoon. And that's just kind of how, how they have it set up right now. Again, this is who knows if this will happen. This, this may change, but that's the deal right now for, for IEP kids, for typical kids, everybody that's, that's what they're doing. Logan, because he's part of the co-op is a little bit different. So his co-op, the school that hosts his class is a different district. So I actually don't know exactly what those typical kids are doing, to be honest with you, because I'm only really privy to what's going on with Logan's class. I know there is typical kids in the building because allegedly he's still going to be getting his inclusion time. Um, Again, these things are all maybe going to change. I don't know. Those little girls we met at the park, they're doing e-learning and they are in Geneva School District. Um... They but they they might just have the option to do that. Maybe. Like everyone had the option to do remote learning, mm-hmm. but it's also like if you wanted to go in person, there was an in person option. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I I can't I can't say for everyone. I just know what's going on like in our district and then with Logan School, uh, they are doing like temperature checks. We have to you know like self certify every day. There's like a little slip of paper I have to give them to get the bus. I did have to get a a note from his doctor basically giving him a, a mask exemption that she had to sign. You know, that was kind of an issue for some of the other kids in his class or kids in similar situations. There were some doctors that didn't want to sign those. Thankfully, our doctor didn't give me an issue. Logan will wear a mask. He doesn't wear it, like, perfectly, so I wanted to have it signed anyway. Um, but basically, yeah, that's where we're at. I keep just thinking, I'm like, this year is going to be different, and I've accepted that at this point, and it's like, if we go remote at some point... You would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. I'm. You would not be the Megan of March 2020. No. Who, when I gosh. said, Meg, they might cancel school, <laughs> you were like, you're insane. I thought you were. You are ever loving out of your mind. Listen, the Megan of March 
2020 is is a completely different Megan than you see September, today. Then the Megan six months is that six months later? Yes, yeah, six months Mama's ago. Almost four and Literally, half. so much has happened in these last six months. <laughs> <sighs> I can't even like my head is still what spinning. What has happened in the last like three months? Yeah, it's been. I know. Yeah, the first like, couple months of quarantine. Three honestly. months since I had my seizure. It's crazy. It really is. We yeah, it's been a real humdinger. Let's just say that. Does anyone um, own like a vacation property? <laughs> or... Well, we have one that we can use. Yeah, but you have these kids. Yeah, so I have these kids. kids. These kids, as much as they're great therapy, they really tie me down. They are so... real. <laughs> they are real anchor. It's a real devilish sore. Um, but yeah, so Liliana is doing homeschool. If anyone has any homeschool tips, please send them my way. Today was our first day. Uh, it involved driving me to get my blood taken <laughs> and watching Barbie. Here's what I will say. We read a book and we did some coloring. That's about it. Yep. We're going to work on it. We're going to we're gonna get better. I ordered some supplies today. The first Hopefully, step. Yeah. Amazon. So, yeah, exactly. The first step was always Amazon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Liliana's doing homeschool. Layla's doing what we call baby school. I don't know if that I'm, means. I'm hoping it involves potty training. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to potty train her. She read the book with us. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, whatever I can piggyback on with her, we'll just have her do it. Just kind of for fun. Um, she doesn't actually need school. She's No, but she, because because Liliana's doing homeschool, she talks about doing school now. Baby like today school. she Today she's like, I want to go to school. Like, she's all excited. So we're like, okay, you're doing baby school. Um, but that's... That's pretty much it. That's where we're at now. Yeah. And as I said, it's really... Happy fall. Really been a season. Yeah, it's definitely fall here. It was like in the 50s today. Oh, it feels so good. It does this feel good. cold open window. It feels lovely. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, like just kind of looking back over these last few months, um, similarly how people ask how Melissa's doing, people are like, how are you doing? And, like, in, in many ways, I'm doing good. I'm just, like, rolling with the punches. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, in many ways, like I said before, I feel a little beat up. Yeah. Feel feel a little, little run down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every day we have stuff, you know? It's not mm-hmm. like the beginning of quarantine when, like, the days all blend together. It's like... I mean, things are lightening up a little, I guess. Cause, like, I don't have radiation. Logan doesn't have therapy. Well, Logan going to school is amazing because he takes the bus. Yeah. So I don't have to drive him anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, the bus came and picked him up today. So dropped I don't have him to, like, off. wake up those little girls, get them dressed. Yes, exactly. That, yeah, that's, like, there. there's so many things that used to just feel, like, mundane. And now they feel like such a gift and like that's definitely one of them like that was so, I mean I always appreciated the bus but it's like I appreciate it even more now because I'm like oh my gosh we don't have to be like out of our house like you said like getting everyone like ready to go mm-hmm. it's definitely been um I mean it's been only one day so <laughs> it was a great day I mean it was a good day it's we had fine. a good day today um yeah like you kind of said before that one day at a time for real mm-hmm yeah, think... every day, like, look, and I'm like, what do I have today? Like, do I have a blood draw? Do I have a therapy? You know? Like, yeah. just take it day by day. Let's ease up. Let's relax. I mean, I don't know if we're going to fully relax, but we're going to, we're going to, like, try, like you said, just one day at a time. I think, kind of like you said, your, your therapist was saying, mm-hmm. like, just being mindful. Mm-hmm. 
I think is so important. And just like having having read the book Mindsight by Daniel Siegel. Yeah, she's reading that. I'm I'm still reading almost done with Radical Acceptance. I which just is... bought for a dollar ninety nine. The woman who wrote Radical Acceptance wrote Radical Compassion. Oh yeah, that's her next one. So yeah, I, I want to read I that. I just bought it. Oh, it great. was a dollar ninety nine okay. on Kindle. Well, I want to read that too. It's more if you want to do audio, but I think you can just do it. Yeah, you're Audible. Yeah, I also Butcher Box. Melissa wants Butcher Box to I want Megan, this podcast. Just, Megan doesn't have any sponsors. Audible, I guess, right? I have Audible, and we then I have need Butcher Box. I am going to tag them in these stories. <laughs> Nobody deserves and needs Butcher Box more than Mr. Logan Daniel Carranza. He bacon. loves bacon. Which, they oh my gosh, I forgot to put my story up. Somebody sent Logan a really cute t-shirt that says Powered by Bacon, and I don't know who sent it. If you are listening right now and you sent that t-shirt, let me know. If you're a fellow part-time keto warrior like Logan, <laughs> part-time only because the other times he's eating caramel popcorn. He ate like literally four chips. bowls of cereal uh, after dinner tonight. my cereal. Yeah, he ate your cereal. Red berries. So he's definitely not a keto kid. No, but, he's not. But he yeah. loves bacon. He loves fried ham. Yes. Loves, loves so, that ham. Butcher box. we're out here. Okay. I'm tagging you guys. She's really trying Need to get you. I want Butcher Box, period. It. I've always wanted Butcher Box, but I lived alone. I'm like, I can't consume all this meat. But I love... I'm a carnivore. Yeah, Butcher same. Box, we need you. We need you. That's them. right. Um, okay, I think this episode's gotten extremely long. I feel like my part was kind of boring. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I just, like, I don't do it. Like, there's nothing to, you know... I guess there's a lot to report, but there's also... Not a lot, and it already kind of seems like a lot is in the past, which is good. Yes. So, but like, ask questions. Like, next, I mean, if you have any specific, or if I think you can message me if you have any other questions or Megan and yeah, any questions. We'll answer. Send us our way. Yeah. We can throw up some stories too. Um, I, have some requests. I don't. I don't think it was boring. I just think like there was a lot to kind of get through because there's been a lot. There's been a lot happening, just in general. Yeah. This is definitely a long one, though. So thanks for listening, guys. I do want to say I'm so proud of you for getting through treatment. and I also want to say thank you to Annie and Kenny for taking care of me while Megan was um, in the hospital with Logan. Yeah, Melissa went and stayed with them. These are the people that I used to nanny for. And then they brought us groceries, and they have just been, like, such wonderful caring I have, I have compassionate people to have on our families side in my life that are incredible and yes uh thank you and i love you yes we love you guys thank you yeah and everyone who reached out honestly like like i said i was kind of going batty during that hospital stay and so many of you i'm sure you know if you're listening i i, I mean i was messaging with you guys like constantly because I was bored <laughs> and losing it a little bit and it was so nice to just like have that that camaraderie and I say it all the time but I'm just so so thankful for this community so thank you so much for listening today thank you to my sister for being here yep have like I said I'm so proud of you thank you butcher box oh my gosh okay <laughs> enough of butcher box no I want butcher okay box. fine okay okay <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's like we finished phase one, moving on to phase two. Are you talking about me? Yeah. Oh. Like, we'll get there. We're talking, what are we, what is Illinois in right now? Oh, no, I, sorry. We're, we're technically, I think, still in, like, phase 
for. Who knows? I don't know. No, I meant like with Melissa. Yeah. Phase one of treatment. Yes. Oh, yeah. We finished phase one of treatment. Hopefully and... phase two will be a little easier. I think it will be. I do not have to. Hopefully I'll never do radiation again for the rest of my life. I, I there, mean. I shouldn't. Yeah, I was going to say I don't too. think you do. Dr. I don't. Dr. P said it was a one-time deal. It's so. a one-time deal. Yeah. Um, so the chemo, it was definitely easier, I think. Megan doesn't think so. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, like it was, I, I can't distinguish what's chemo, what's radiation. I'm not the one who like feels it. The nausea and the lack of appetite and the digestive stuff or the chemo. But the exhaustion to the point where like I couldn't go more than like two hours without having to lay down or take a nap. That's the radiation and that is over. I did feel like she was like my newborn baby. Like I was like, oh, she's got to do her nap. Yeah. Oh, I've got to make sure she I had eats at this time. Like so I was so many naps. Into just the like day. very. I mean, I'm still like very cautious with her, but I was just oh, like baby. extremely. Yeah, I felt like you're basically like, we're my baby. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. So yeah, phase one in the books. Um. Lost all right. Six pounds. Six, six pounds. whole pounds. <laughs> she was mad Haven't she didn't drink lose, for three months. She didn't lose more chemo weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, maybe round two. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get that might... drinking and coffee again. And oh, I'm, man. I, I'm, I'm not even drinking. I You're mean. back on coffee, though. I'm so back on coffee. A, I'm back on a little coffee. A little coffee. I'm, yeah. I love coffee. Yeah, it's the best. It's, it's like, the best. It's just like the so morning important. ritual of coffee is like... Melissa and I are going to get matching coffee cup tattoos yes, when we, we can. We've been yes. talking about this for a long time. We should have done it before all this cancer shit, but you know. Yeah, we didn't know about it. <laughs> didn't get to didn't, it. Yeah. So now... Didn't see this coming. Didn't see this coming. So now we can't wait till we can get our matching sister coffee cup tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that is all for now. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com thank you so much everyone for listening we do these episodes of Melissa to kind of like get, for family and friends to listen to but so many of you in my um, like autism community out to me and be like I listen to your sisters podcast but I only listen to the episodes with you I, I understand there's definitely people that do that I'm saying there's definitely people that do people that people love me and people you didn't even her. say where they can connect with I'm me not done. on the internet. I'm not done. Because I am big time. Oh my gosh. Okay. Did well, anyone hear that thing about ButcherBox? Yeah. We, <laughs> we heard you. No, what I'm saying is that I so appreciate like all the people in, in the Adventures in Autism community who, you know, stick around and listen because I, I hear from them like so much just asking about you and like concerned about you and it really just means so much because as melissa just stated she's a superstar i'm a superstar mary Catherine gallagher um would you like to share people connect with you yeah the zill at the zill at the zill on instagram yes which like she said she shared more kind of about her yes i have a highlight brain tumor i need to update it again i need to update i have a melissa reach out to me and you know if you have any questions i'm an open book i you know she sure is we just talk about all of her digestive issues. Oh, you guys want to whatever talk about you want to know. I have no, <laughs> no shame. Yeah, you want to talk about mental health? Um, that's my my robot vacuum. Yes, if you heard that. Yeah. You want to talk about mental health? Living in your sister's basement at thirty-seven. <laughs> I've got a plethora. Hey, this There's is a, a lot of content. That, it's a great basement. It's a wonderful place. Oh my okay. gosh, this place I is utopia. Think this is utopia. That is my. <laughs> 
This is a really cozy this bed. This 25-year-old mattress. Okay. I think Anyways. we've gotten through <laughs> everything we wanted to. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next time. I'll be back next week. <laughs> Just kidding. No, she won't. But she'll be back at some point. I'll be soon. back at some point. So think of your questions. Okay. All right. Until next time, take care. Bye.